Absolutely over the moon to have Rondell Barrio back on the podcast. It's his third time. Um, absolutely love the guy. He's never short of a joke. Always makes you laugh. Always reminds you what's important in golfing in life. Um, gives him ridiculously simple yet efficient uh, golf tips um, and shares some recent stories about his uh, about his lessons with um, with some famous Hollywood guys. He's been known for that over the years um, to teach teaching the stars, so to speak. Um, he tells us about uh, Rocky, aka Sylvester Sloan. Actually, not to see the way around. Fuck that one up. Uh, but how Sylvester Sloan's got back into golf and how he's faring. Um, I absolutely love him a bit. If you're in the California area, which I know a lot of these, a lot of you listeners are, please do hit him up. I think he's over at Tennington Golf. He also works at Melbourne Golf. Um, hit him up. He'll be happy to help. And look, even if you don't want a lesson, he's just an amazing guy to get to know and, and speak with. Um, enjoy. It's sponsorship time, ladies and gents. We're brought to you once again by Four Links. What exactly is Four Links? I realized my previous ad was a little convoluted, as passionate as it might have been. Um, what is Four Links? Four Links is a multi-course golf membership that uses a precisely engineered point system Flexible enough for any lifestyle, members gain access to a growing list of golf courses, exclusive video content, and unique, unique experiences with just one monthly fee, giving you the option and variety to play wherever you want in the Four Links roster that covers Nevada, California, and Arizona. Um, does Four Links require a long-term commitment, you ask? Are, they, are these guys just keeping you in for like three years and, you know, and stealing of your money? No. Each billing cycle, month to month, renews every 30 days. You can cancel or pause your account at any time. They're good guys. They're nice people. Um, and how do Fallings points work exactly? Well, you use them to pay for your tea times, depending on what plan you select, um, i.e. depending on how much money you pay per month, determines how many points you get. You get a certain amount of points each month. Each plan is a different cost per point. No money is ever exchanged at the golf course, and green and card fees are always included. Perfectly social distancing, weird time, motherfuckers. Um, and I also need to alert you and push in the direction um, of Falling's new fantasy platform, the new way to enjoy the PJ Tour, um, where you play head-to-head matches, you pay challenge matches, there's all sorts of matches. You pick your winners. Fallings give you a great breakdown of uh, of each player and their chances for each week in the course and the tournament. And myself uh, and Sam Kesson, the COO of Fallings, uh, discuss it in very much, uh, very much detail um, on Tour Talk on a weekly basis to give you guys the best chance to earn points to play by playing fantasy golf. Guys, go check them out. Amazing company, Fallings.com. Back to the motherfucking podcast. Oh, it feels good to be back on a podcast here, man. What's happening, my friend? How are you? I'm all, I'm all good. I'm very, very, very good. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. A lot's, a lot's changed since we last spoke on the podcast, right? <laughs> it was absolutely all absolutely a lot's changed. <laughs> it it, it was everything was uh, everything was everything was cool about six, seven months ago, uh, and then yeah, the, the, I don't the remember world life as it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember life as it was back then. I mean, way back then when you, wow, it's trippy, isn't it? It's nuts, but the the other thing is though, Ron. Like I am, obviously, I'm living in Amsterdam, and to be honest, it's just been a bit of a bubble. Like it's been dealt with very well here. Numbers didn't really get that crazy. We didn't really have a strict a strict lockdown. Um, 
so like I, I don't know I kind of feel lucky I've been in the bubble then you look at fucking America and the fucking countries just seem to have imploded well, at know, least at least that's what the don't... media would allow you to think anyway no 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 it's exactly what it is and because there's absolutely no fucking leadership and and you know uh, it's just a pathetic mess and just now the CDC came out and said this is probably going to be worse than the 1918 Spanish flu in this fall because people are just not paying a fucking attention it's crazy uh, nuts. Anyway, it is. Anyway, on the more positive things, Ron. Golf. How's uh, how how's the game look? I, I saw that. Um, I saw that X-ray. Golf. I saw that X-ray. That didn't look good. What's happened? What's going on? Yeah. Oh. oh, well, you, you know, it, I tell you, uh, uh, I thought it was a torn meniscus about a year ago when I yeah. was at Malbon hitting some balls, messing around, and it just started getting worse and worse. So I finally went to a, a orthopedic surgeon, and you know, being a former paramedic, I know how to read x-rays. So when he walks in the room, before he says anything, he throws the x-rays up there. I'm like, please tell me that that's somebody else's x-ray because there's just no way. And he says, yeah, guess what, pal? It was the most, like, I can't, it was more about the realization that I'm getting old, not necessarily having a procedure done. So it's a pretty much, it's a wash because I was supposed to leave Saturday and play Pebble, Cypress, Pasatiempo. And I would have gone but you have to walk these courses. I can't even walk five feet for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's it's a shame. And and but uh, it is what it is. You know, um, uh, I yeah, it's crazy. But I have to get it done because it's screwing with my swing. Is it like what is it? It's like a wear and tear sort of thing. Like what what's what's the pain like? How would you describe like the the, the pain? Well, it, in in the beginning, it was kind of like a little zap and. and I vividly remember feeling it for the first time. I was just like an idiot. I wasn't warmed up and I tried to swing too hard in the simulator and I thought I pulled the muscle and then it just kept growing and growing. And then, now I, I could be standing still and get this electrical zap in the knee and uh, which I, I've never experienced. And now it's just, I have to wear a brace uh, at nighttime, which is crazy. I'm telling you, it's crazy, Mitch. When I get upstairs, sometimes my legs just give. They can't support me. <laughs> It's, it's crazy. Sorry to laugh at you, man. I'm just, I'm, you. I'm, I'm thinking about the meme. I, Hell, no. I, I fall and I can't get up. <laughs> I, I fall and can't get up. And, and it always happens right when I'm changing my depends. It always happens right when I change my depends. It sucks. God damn it. <laughs> oh, man. Have you, have, 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 you've still been teaching a lot, obviously. But, like, one thing I, I was desperate to bring up, I'm sure a ton of people have asked you about it. Fucking Sylvester Sloan popped out the woodwork and you, he, he's back. He's back. Uh, he's back getting coach, right? You know. You know, it, this was the most surreal experience because, you know, uh, we broke up. You know what I'm saying? We, we haven't uh, you know, done anything in, in, a, yeah. in a long time. You committed too many sins I'm, together, right? <laughs> right, right, right. And, and I was playing with Joe Pesci about two weeks ago. And, and he said, hey, Ron, listen, I played with Sly yesterday. And, you know, he's looking to, to look you up. And, and I said, well, that's fine. That's no big deal. And uh, so he texted me. And, and so we met at the range. And it was literally, Mitch, like he gets out of the car. And it was like we 1992 all over again. Literally, <laughs> we we didn't miss a beat, and um, you know, it's it was just, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we at least for an hour we were reminiscing, and of course he paid me two hundred for that hour, which he didn't have to. <laughs> but it, it's just really uh, it's full circle, you know. Uh, it's full circle because he's he's back into the game, you know. Uh, uh, after you know how many years because he's been working on movies and doing what he's doing, but it it was pretty it it was fun actually. He still, he still looks fun in great and, uh, shape as well, doesn't maybe he? Maybe at 20. Oh, you know, that's what I said to him. Like, do you fucking moisturize? I mean, my clothes feet have tennis shoes, and he looks younger than me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and so he's like, you know, but he's always in great shape. I mean, he's always taking care of his health and, and his body. And uh, I was perplexed and surprised when we started working. This man is so flexible for his size, and it's got so much spatial awareness of his body. It was like, it, it, you know, it was, it was amazing. 
So I had a great time and, and I got him to shank a couple perfectly. So I got him for at least the next two years. Um, <laughs> you know, selling the sizzle, not the steak. I'm kidding, of course. But it, it, we had a good time. And, and, and he literally, I, I don't know what I was like as a golf pro when I was in my 20s and 30s, but uh, and being older now, if anybody gets pissy during a lesson, I kind of have to shut him down. Like, you know, hey, just chill. And I did that. And he looked at me and goes, well, yeah, you take this shit serious, don't you? I'm like, of course I do. <laughs> we had a laugh and a hug. I mean, it, it was just so so great to see him again. And, and and now we're back on it. He's like texting me at two in the morning. Yeah, I'm working in my backyard. You're right about the right arm thing. And it's like, and I dig that stuff. Yeah, man, it's, it's, um, look, I, I've, I've probably been on this earth long enough to experience like when you when I guess you, you, you know, you're good friends with someone and you, you go through a period of life together. And then, you know, for whatever reason, mm-hmm. life takes you down separate paths and then you reconvene like 15, 20 years later. But it's amazing that like golf was like at the center of, I guess, your your, your friendship and or working relationship. It must have been it must it, have been pretty cool to see him and it just all click back into place again. It literally, like, it, you know, it's been about 15 years, uh, 20 years, and it literally, like, we did not miss a beat, and and it, it, I literally, talk about memory lane. We were going through, you know, we were on top of buildings in downtown LA at 4 a.m. You know, he's filming his movie, Demolition Man, and in between takes, we're hitting balls into the, the net, you know. Uh, it, it was just so much fun, uh, you know, reliving all that stuff, and plus he said, look, I'm, I'm in for the journey again, you know, he, he, he's back into the golf game, which is that, you know, that's what I love about it, you know. Um, you know, you, you grow friendly with these folks, um, and you ex- experience a lot of stuff together, and, and it's, it's beyond golf, and it's really, really cool. Awesome. Well, where, where, so you, you, you're teaching mainly at Malvin still, Ron? Like, where, where else are you teaching? Because are, are, they are they still shutting down your range? Uh, no, no. The range has been open for about three, four months no, now. No, but I, I mean, they're, gonna dem- they're not going to demolish it, right? Was that, was that the Oh, plan? probably in a three, four, five years. Oh, yeah. right. I okay, mean, cool. Uh, yeah, so he came straight back to the range, and that's where we all started anyways. And uh, which I actually prefer at the moment, you know, getting to see your ball flight and stuff like that. Uh, and nobody uh, at, at Studio City, where I've been forever, they are so used to, to people like that. Nobody bugs them. Nobody, you know. So it, it's really a, a, a fun spot. And so we hit balls for two hours and, and just had a fantastic time. It was that's, great. That's awesome. Man. So, so, so tell yeah. me a bit more about your, but, uh, your, your Monterey yeah. trip, Ron. Um, I, I, I recently gave away a, a four ball for, um, for Pastiempo, and the four guys that won it just looked like they had the most <laughs> incredible, incredible time. Like, talk about pure golfing experiences. It doesn't, apparently doesn't come much better than, than Pastiempo. So how, did, how did your sort of Monterey trip come about? Who you meant to go with? Tell me more. Well, Okay, so Mark Wirtz uh, and John Buscemi, um, Mark has a house up there, a beautiful home, and we've been talking about this forever. He's invited me a thousand times, but, you know, I I flake. You know, no, I just don't have the time. So finally we plan it, and uh, I've never played Pebble. I've never played Spyglass or Positiempo or the Preserve, and here we go. I'm about to do all this stuff and come to find out that you got to walk with a caddy. You know, I can't even walk downstairs. If I'm in a cart, maybe – so uh, I've yet to experience those courses, um, and I was looking so forward to it. So I have no knowledge of, of any of those courses except for, you know, what you see on the magazines and TV. So it, it was I, it bummed me out pretty much. And, of course, Mark and, and John Buscemi, being who they are, said, you know, it'll happen again, no big deal, which is awfully kind. But it just really screwed the pooch for me. Uh, I was looking so forward to this. Yeah, I'm But on. you know what? Uh, you know. You make, you, yeah, you, you, put, you put it in perspective, right? Like it's uh, like for, for for me, golf trips are like 
I mean, I think that's the pinnacle of my enjoyment. That's where it maxes out, right? Going away with your friends on a road trip or abroad or whatever and going to play golf, you know, get pissed, like talk shit, sure. have a good laugh. Like the, that for me is like the, the pinnacle of, 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 of golf enjoyment. Um, I, I actually had a, yeah. I had a trip to Spain uh, planned uh, three weeks ago. That got cancelled because it, you know, Corona spiked again. So we, we, we couldn't go there, which was a bummer. But like, you know, if, if the last six months tour set anything, it's just like, it's perspective. Like it'll come around again. We're yeah. Good. And the thing is, is that this trip was like, I go everywhere and play golf because that's what I do for, or, you know, for a living. Life, but yeah. this, this trip was specifically, and I teach John and, and Mark and, and it was specifically, Ron, I don't want you to tell us anything. You enjoy your golf game, which is extremely rare for me. You know, uh, and not because people, you know, are insistent on just because I can't help myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I'm with a student, you know, I want to play my game. Sure. But if I see him fucking up, I'm like, no, no, no. OK. And I just, you know, just start spouting it out. But I was really looking forward to sh- maybe breaking 100 on one of those courses. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, do you, what do you think, Ron? Like, don't don't be don't be too humble here. Like you go you go to Pebble playing from the tips. You give it your best shot. Like you, you, you play your best stuff. What, what are you shooting? What's a good score for you? Well, I, for the, okay, for the fact that I've not seen it, although I've heard a lot of people say, you know, it's gorgeous on TV, it's not that difficult. But um, the way my leg is now, <laughs> uh, sure, I'd like to shoot par, but that's probably not in the books. Um, you know, because my swing has drastically changed. I can't get to my left side. So, uh, you know, I, realistically, I mean, it'd be hard-pressed to shoot above 76, 77, but anything's possible. You um, were, but, but you sw- I would have found out a way. You, but you, you, you sw- your swing looks so, like, silky and pure still. Like... Are you are you just covering it up or something? Like it, it still looks like when I've looked at it over the last sort of three six months, it still looks well to the untrained eye like myself. It still looks like beautiful. <laughs> well, but a lot's the, changed. The right? thing is, is that it, well, it's it's that you know my clubs are at, uh, you know dialed in. I know exactly how far each club goes, and but for the fact that I've got that little hindrance on the left side. I look at my swing right now and I get sick to my stomach because it, it's not my method. You know, I have to kind of hang back a little bit and whatever it looks like, it looks like, but uh, it, when you reach a certain level and, and you can't get back to that, it's really frustrating. So I'm doing things that I yell at my students to not do, but I've got no options. So, you know, I'll occasionally hit it way off the planet and that just pisses me off. But at the end of the day, uh, the short game will always save me because that's, I practice that the most, but uh, just to experience uh, uh, those courses specifically, I've lived in this state my entire life. Can you imagine a golf pro in the business for 35 years have never played those courses? It's nuts. It so, is nuts. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, could I shoot 100? Of course I can shoot 100. Anybody can. <laughs> but I would have been grinding like there's no tomorrow just to, you know, do my level best to shoot par. Of course, that'd be what are the chances, please? <laughs> just talking out of my ass, but it, it sounds like a good story, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, man. It's um, you know, it is what it is. That's another interesting perspective that, again, like I haven't, I haven't experienced but but I've I've got friends who you know got got to a good stand in the game, you know, played mini tours out in America, etc. So you know, good 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 golfers, and you know, I would have thought mm-hmm. they would have played a lot more, and they just say to me like, it. it they're like, look, look, I know, I know, you can find enjoyment in other areas of golf, but when you've played to a certain standard. And you know you can't bring that standard back, like without putting in the time and work again. It's just incredibly frustrating because you're constantly trying to hit shots on the golf course that you used to be able to hit, but you can't. And it's so hard to manage your ego throughout the whole round. It's like quite a stressful, mentally sort of like I, I guess yeah, just mentally um, absorbing round when you when you when well, you're constantly trying to battle between 
have I still got this or have I not got this? <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, you know, once you get to a certain level, once you're able to shoot in the 60s, it, your brain is still there. Your brain uh, is still can can do what it needs to do to do that. But when the body's kind of not with that, and of course, the first thing that leaves anybody when you take time away is the short game. That's number one. And, uh, you, you know, distance off the tee used to be my strength. And now, you know, with the, with the leg thing, it's just, it, it, it's not that it's frustrating. It's just my brain knows the shots. My body's like, nah, today, bastard, not a chance. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, I, of course, I would have changed things like uh, gone up a club, gone down a club just to, to bulldog it out there. But it, uh, at least the short game, which I, I constantly work on, would have kept me from at least shooting 104 or something, whatever it is. But I really, it's, it's a weird way to explain it because you see the shot, you feel the shot. We've, I've done it a million times, but when you physically are kind of doubting the, the, the body movement, it really puts a doubt in the entire game, which is, you know, I can, I can sympathize with Tiger. You know, not, and by the way, no, I'm not even close to that level. I'm a 30 handicap compared to those boys. But you know what I'm saying? It's uh, when, when your body's just not capable of doing what your brain wants it to do. It's it's a little frustrating. Uh, but at the end of the day, if I shot a gazillion, being on those courses with some guys I love w was the, the I was looking forward to that. You know, just to enjoy the experience, which is uh, I never used to do that because I was doing it for, for a profession. Yeah, so uh, it, I'm bummed. Well, I was, I was you know. just about to say, Ron. Like as, as you as you I guess you know got got older. What 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 specifically has changed for you about how you, how you view, perceive, and, in, and enjoy golf? Well, th what's crazy is that uh, up until the knee injury, I've never practiced this hard in my life, even when I was touring and playing professionally. I, I found a, a, a new love for golf, and not the actual game, but the love for what it gives me internally. Mm -hmm. So I'm grinding so much right now, having so much fun, experiencing the journey, not because I need to make a living at it. That, that juxtaposition... Uh, hit me really hard because there was a, a long period where I didn't touch a club at all and didn't care to touch a club. So I got this kind of like shot of adrenaline to get back into it, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And uh, as you grow older, you know, you get maybe wiser. Not me, I get stupider. But, you know, you start finding a lot more about yourself. And, um, it, you know, uh, it, it's funny. I was playing with a couple of students, I don't know, maybe a month ago. And I absolutely cold shanked a pitching wedge. And um, my, my students are looking at me, and, and, and at the end of the hole, they said, hey, uh, you okay? And I'm like, yeah, why? And he goes, well, you, you, didn't, you didn't get mad or anything. I'm like, why would I get mad? Well, you completely shanked it. You made double on the hole. And they don't understand that this is golf. Uh, Tiger's going to shank it. Anybody's going to shank it. Can I shoot 100? Of course I can. This is the game of golf. Find enjoyment and learn from your failures and just move on. Because, you know, people are slamming the clubs and – I used to be frustrated and never slamming the club, but if, if you can kind of put that energy into the experience of getting better, or at least the journey of trying to get better, it's way more fun at this point for me. Yeah, and you know I, what I mean? yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think the, ex the exact same thing. I think like I think people fail to make the distinction in golf between like the amateur game and the pro game. Like when when you watch professionals get pissed at a shot, it's because they are like they are the best in the world playing for millions and millions of dollars every single week they are like they're extremely competitive extremely talented trying to trying to leave their trying to leave their mark on the PJ tour it's 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 a lot more heated competition and seeing i guess seeing the frustrations out there i guess you can you can understand a little bit more what i think people could do well, with is taking a step back because like when, when you're playing out with your buddies yeah you hit a bad shot and it's it is frustrating everyone enjoys golf when you sure. when, when you play it better but it's like 
It's like just enjoy being out there for one. Enjoy being with your with your friends. Right. Enjoy, you know, enjoy the fact that you that you are playing golf, and you've just got to be sound in the knowledge that you're not gonna you're not gonna play well every single time you tee it up. Sure, sure. And the, the level of expectation that golfers have for the last eleven years being with Jesper, I guess seven years on the regular tour, and now three years on the Champions Tour. Those guys, when they missed a shot, it literally is about a two second like, and then it's like, okay, let's go, let's 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 salvage this. Uh, a 20 handicapper will get so angry at themselves. Uh, I mean, I'm not even good enough to get mad. And so when, when amateurs think that they could pull off a shot practicing once a week, <laughs> you know, uh, you, you got to pull your head out of your ass. I mean, these are professional athletes. You know, uh, when in Rome, be like the Romans, when they miss a shot, they mentally get over it. They don't think about it the next shot, and they just move on because it's going to happen again. So it's, it's also a mindset of scoring. You know, uh, uh, I've seen some amateurs – just start off, you know, birdie, birdie, par, par, make a double, and then their their day's over with. I mean, <laughs> that's ridiculous. There's a lot of golf left, but you know, the, the it's interesting the the level of frustration because I think this is the toughest game because there's the ball, it's sitting there waiting for us to hit it, yelling at, "Hey, Mitch, fuck out, come and hit me," you know, but it's not moving. <laughs> so what's the rush, you know? So if you don't have the ability to control your own body, I mean, no one's going to take the ball in the middle of your backswing. So you know, when people can find more comfort in, in how to control their own body, and I guess that's really the reason why it's frustrating because people think it's a reflection on their ability. And by the way, Mitch, it is because they don't practice and put the fucking work in. But uh, it, it, if you think outside of the score and, and look at the surrounding, oh, God, I'm starting to sound like an old fucking man. You know, look at the mountains. Look at this. Uh, uh, then again, I'm old. But uh, you'd be surprised. Amateurs would get so much better if they if they kind of give themselves a break, learn from the, the mistake, and just move on. But that's never going to happen. Hell no. Yeah, like I, 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 I got I got to a point as well where like I, I started to get a bit angry at myself as well when I was playing like playing poorly. I was like, how have you got the audacity to be angry at playing badly when you play like once a week and when and when you play <laughs> and, and, you know when you play you're playing eighteen holes you're not grinding on the range so it's like like right. like what the fuck do you expect you you fucking dickhead like <laughs> yeah, and then but, I just but, laughed but at myself and I'm like don't do that again it just it'll it'll just ruin your day and as well like when you play with your friends it's just awkward watching your friend like chuck the clubs around man it's just Oh, it's horrible. It's like chill horrible. out. Chill out, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, no. And, and that's the thing. That's the worst part is that, you know, uh, uh, I got some friends that I dare not say, you know, dude, stop being a dickhead, you know, because <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, the thing is, is that uh, it's so important to, to understand that, that the game of golf, nobody ever is going to get better without putting the work in. And I don't give a shit who you are. It doesn't matter. You got a gorgeous swing. If you don't put the work in, you absolutely will not improve. Period. End of story. Why don't you do some underwater basket weaving or snorkel farting? Because nobody's going to get better without working it. Now, you, I just saw your swing recently, and I got to tell you, you made such a great change on your takeaway. Your downswing sucks ass. We'll talk about that <laughs> later. Your takeaway is so on point right now, and I know you put the work into it. It doesn't matter that you, know, you don't have to hit a ton of balls. You can do it cerebrally, but the change you made, and how did you make that? I mean, that 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 must have been a, a pretty tough journey for you. But well, how'd you do it? Well, that's I've listened to your videos and your feedback, obviously. But I um, it it was just range. Like I, I moved to moved to Amsterdam in in like January, February or whatever. Found found the local, you know, the the local golf course. Um, at the time didn't have many people to play with, so I was like, you know, yeah, I can I can play out on my own if I want, but why don't you just time to to get better? So it was just like. It was just, I guess, the the situation I was in, you know, pushed me towards practice more than more than play, and then I just right. and then I just sort of let go of my my old 
my old habits. Like, like when you like first thing was change your grip, like working it more into my fingers, and it just, mm-hmm. you know, when when people first make changes because it feels so alien, it's so easy to revert back to your comfort zone. It's like life, isn't it? It's much sure. easier just to stay in your lane, stay where you know is comfortable, and that was and, and that sure. was you know what my swing was before. Um, but it was just giving myself the time. Allowing, I think the first thing was like just give myself like a judgment free month like three to six months or whatever right. where where you know you're gonna suck where you know your your swing is gonna be looking a bit funky every now and again you know you're gonna sure. be shanking the ball so first thing it was a mindset thing just understanding that i'm gonna get worse before i get better and then other exactly. than that like other than that just 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 work it's just like paying attention like the i guess from what you said right like the the, the, it all starts in the setup, right? So the, the grip I knew was important. So I was just like, right, work in your fingers, see what it's that green. feels like. I knew my takeaway is far too inside, and I knew that caused a short back swing because I got stuck. So I was just like, first things first, get your takeaway sorted, and we can work on the, we can work on the rest later. And that's where I'm at. Sure. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, you know, when people want to make a change with their golf swing, they expect to – they'll take a lesson. I'll have them hit the ball really well in the lesson. And – They'll go out the next day and play, which is, I, I tell everybody, that's the most ridiculous thing to do. You'll always go back to what's comfortable. And so there goes the, oh, man, that guy fucked up my game. And, be a, yeah. you know, people know better than that. But at the end of the day, it's, uh, I guess people don't really realize how tough the game is. But if you have core fundamentals and mechanics and you know how to practice correctly, because let's face it, I don't care if it's Amsterdam or anyone else. Somebody goes to a range, hits five wedges, and gets straight to the driver, right? <laughs> it's all about the power and the distance. And I'll tell you, uh, long, there's lots of uh, balls in the trees for all the long drivers. It's not about the distance. But how do you stop uh, uh, you know, men with testicles? You just can't. <laughs> Until they either quit or they say, well, fuck it. Well, i got to get better then. I'll tell you what's a blessing, Ron. My, 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 my driving range removes all eagles because you're not allowed to hit woods or drivers. Um, oh, perfect. The range, the, so the, the the range is only like a like a one ninety two hundred yard range. There's a car park on the right. If you hit driver, like if you if they allow drivers, there'd be balls lost over the back in the in the woods, and car windows would be getting smashed. Mm-hmm. So like no woods, no drivers, and it's a it's amazing what that does to your mentality. All of a sudden, you're like you're not as asked about the driver. You, you're more bothered about you know you know get, getting you know swinging correctly. Um, yeah. the, the, other thing, the other thing that that did, because I wasn't practicing with the driver, I started to get way more, uh, way better feels for my for my irons. And as such, like for the first time, I was actually starting to feel the the weight of the golf head. I never, yes, I, I, how... I never ever understood that concept because I was gripping the club so fucking tight, trying to like lace the shit out. It's <laughs> right. like, wait, hang on a minute, like, like loosen up. It, when you move the grip into your fingers, you can, it gives you a better feel of the of the weight of the club head, and you can almost sure. use that as your tempo, and that that almost like fixed my tempo, just like letting what came naturally with the weight of the club, as opposed to me forcing it with my shoulders and arms, you know. Correct, and that's the crazy thing is the maximum amount of drivers anyone's going to hit is fourteen. Versus 30 or 40 iron shots. So, you know, if you do the math and, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm not that smart, but let's face it. So, but you're just, you just now talked about spatial awareness of your body and your swing. See, that is brilliant right there because that's the only way that people will improve it, able to feel it and have that synergy between what they're asking of their body and the picture they're painting. But you can't do that if you're just pounding driver after driver. But the, the did you work with anybody on your takeaway? Because it's just so no, good. I just, right I just, no, I just, I just, no, I just watched. I, you've sent me, I think, four videos of like over the last say six months where you've just broken down my swing, like to you know, tell me how how far inside the angle of my my club head's pointing wrong. 
and I just I just took that on board and just just really simplified what I was doing. Just hit a few, honestly, just hitting mainly chip shots. To be honest, Ron, just getting a seven iron out and hitting chip shots with a half a swing, making sure my my, my, my takeaway was on point each time. And and, vi and like vi video myself as well. Like it felt weird at the, at the start, like setting up a, a tripod to video myself when I'm a when I'm a fucking eight handicap. Like who do I think I am? But like, it, but I became quite obsessed with just like watching the videos back and and seeing the club I was getting further and further outside. I was like, well, I'm making a little bit of improvements here. And, and as well, like the, the feel I got from my iron shots through the grip and through feeling the club head transferred directly into my short game when I'm, when I'm chipping and pitching as well. Yes, exactly. And, and I was able to so, use the bounce so of the, I was able to use the bounce of my wedge a lot more now. You see, and, and I'll guarantee you 99% of the amateurs have no idea what you just said. And in the sense of like bounce and all that. And I can tell you, if you do not have the correct grip, don't play golf because you'll never, ever improve it. Literally, is the difference from, let's say, uh, uh, throwing a ball from the palm of your hand versus the fingers. It, it's literally that big of a difference. That's, what, so, uh, that's you what you did for me, Ron, when you told me about throwing the golf. When you, took, like, when you throw, took, taught me through the notion about how you throw a baseball, how you throw a tennis ball, you don't throw it out mm -hmm. your fucking palm. It goes nowhere. I'm like, hang on a minute. Right, okay, so, so really it's the big muscles that are creating the power in the, in the throw and the in the fingers is just the feel, right? Just roll out the out the right. top of the fingers, Correct. but everything else has come from my legs and I guess shoulders and arms, right? right? It's coming from my big muscles. It's exactly. not coming not coming from my hand. My hand's not creating the fucking distance. <laughs> well, and and you're a thousand percent correct. But guess what? Sadly, there's instructors still teaching that crap, all, um, which is is you look <laughs> the modern narrative of golf instruction. I hate to say it is just getting horribly worse. Uh, you know, you got to be biomechanically educated, you know, abduction, subduction, pronate, supinate. You know, this thing about trail leg, just say the back fucking leg, <laughs> or lead leg or, you know, I tell you, it's making it so much more unathletic. But and I can tell you this much. Folks think they're going to build a swing just by watching YouTube. Not a chance. Not a chance. I mean, I shouldn't say that uh, if, if, if you know what you need to fix, fine. But uh it really all st starts with the fundamentals, the grip, the posture. Uh, for me, at least in my method, it's all about the grip and the arm pressure. It has to be consistent regardless of uh, the number, let's say. Uh, if you're 10 out of 1 out of 10, if you're that tight, it's not a problem as long as you stay at 10. Um, so the big muscles can still work. But at the end of the day, when the hands and the arms get involved, the body stops involuntarily, and there's no chance of, uh, of hitting crisp shots. But it really is more cerebral than you think because, you know, you just said something which is interesting. I set up a camera. I'm an aid handicap. Uh, everybody that is scratch or pros always uses a camera because they can see the stuff they cannot feel. And that's really, really important. So I think you look uh, not like a douchebag. I think you look like somebody that wants to get better. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no, no, I, I, I think the same thing. It just, it just felt weird. Like it, it just felt weird initially. Set myself up on a video and then changing my swing when I was just shanking the ball. I was, I was videoing my swing and shanking the ball, and people just being like, "What the fuck's that guy doing?" But like, honestly, I, obviously, I didn't, I didn't really care too much. But it, um, oh, but yeah, like the, 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 you made an excellent point there. You, you, you don't know where you're going wrong on your swing because you can't see it. So like, when you can see your swing, you can develop a feel for where. For, for the positions you need to be in. And you're not going to get that without right. being able to watch your swing. I can't stand over the ball without watching my swing prior and, and know my positions off a of, of field. You've got, to, you've got to become in tune with it, don't you? You've got to constantly watch it and, and, um, and work on it. Oh, for sure. Because, you know, it, there's things in my swing that lately because of the leg deal 
that I, I, I cannot feel, but when I see it, it makes me more aware of that area, then I can pay more attention to it. Uh, without the video, I, there's, I wouldn't be able to, uh, I mean, I know my swing well enough that if I see a certain contact and dispersion, I must be doing something mm. wrong uh, mechanically, but I have to see that so that I can understand uh, where the area is that needs the work. So I think it's really important if you know what to look for and you know what you're working on to, mm. to videotape your swing. Stay away from the damn track man shit. That ain't gonna help anybody. Uh, no, no, you know what I mean. Um, it's yeah. a great piece of equipment. I can tell you that, but it's got to be, uh, you know, used correctly. So that awareness um, of synergy between the picture and what you're trying to, you know, feel is, is ginormous. Yeah, I mean, why, why, like a twenty handicap that gives a shit about the the club head speed? I have no idea. Like, <laughs> like you know, it like is, it is quite funny. Like, <laughs> it's 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 it, I, look, I get it. It's 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 fun, right? It's fun to know the data behind what you're doing. It's good to compare it to pros. It, I get it's fun, but like, it's just not gonna. It's just not going to get get you better, I guess. Um, well, well, the question no. I had for you, Ron, like uh, one that I haven't been able to get the grips with, is your I guess the, your 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 teaching on on head movement, right? So we see mm-hmm. we, we already know it's completely substantiated. Players like DJ, watch DJ hit a golf ball, pure golf sure. striker. His head is looking at the target when he's at impact, right? I right. Would you still teach that to people who can't seem to get it right? And what would your I guess advice be without working with them you know, every single day in order to to get that feel of being able to hit the golf ball without looking at the thing i just can't i, I just can't feel like i can do it i just fuck right. up and every single time well again it's, it's like turning the head itself wouldn't make anything happen correctly it's it, the, the best way that i can give the uh, juxtaposition is if you whatever you work on with your golf swing let's say mm. whatever that is try and throw a ball doing your golf swing movement of your body let's say the lower body goes first the shoulders don't i mean you'd look just completely ridiculous Mm. so yeah i have to take it out of golf and put it into the context of movement that the body has to do and wants to do the head movement itself uh when i look at my swing i don't start my downswing with my legs i don't think of my legs but when i look at my swing the legs are leading but i'm not doing that consciously because my brain knows that i'm accelerating past the ball now not looking at the ball people are going to say well I'm going to miss the ball. There are a couple of things that will guarantee that you wouldn't miss the ball. Um, and the, the one thing that happens when I have a, a new student not necessarily to keep the head down, but let it flow through there is they panic and their hands and arms take over. And then all of a sudden, the balance mechanism of the brain stops everything. So it's not a, that easy of just turning and moving the head. There's mm. got to be things that don't inhibit it. Because the one thing that stops the human body is the, uh, here's a big word, endolymphatic fluid in the inner ears, oh, the balance go. mechanism. So the second that your grip and arm pressure changes, or mine, involuntarily, your body's going to stop. Just like when uh, when we trip, we don't think in that millisecond to put our hands out, yeah. right? Or we're falling down, we reach up. That's an involuntary response. So when the body gets shocked by changing, let's say on your downs, when you start changing your grip pressure, I don't care if it's tennis, baseball, golf, your body is going to protect itself and stop the movement. So in order to not have that movement stop, that's why the grip and the grip and the arm pressure is by far the most important because let's say when you're throwing a ball, visualize the wrist fulcrum and the elbow, they're very languid and flimsy. Hmm. That is the only way that the body can continue to go through it. The second that you lose that you know, the tension or you, you change the tension, the protection mechanism kicks in, doesn't matter what we're doing, and stops the body to protect itself. So there's a couple of components to do it, but at the end of the day, we know we have to hit down the golf ball with all the uh, clubs on the ground. So that means your body physically has to be moving through and past the ball to do so. So it, it, yes, my method in 35 years still hasn't changed. And some people are coming around, but it's not just turning the head. You know, there's quite a few things that have to happen. Now, the touring pros that are starting to do it, yes, that, you know, 
uh, and change it because there's a lot of guys that, especially on the senior tour now that have been out there, that are experimenting with moving the head. You don't necessarily have to look out, but the head has to have the ability to keep moving. So uh, I, I think it's going to, to take over because it's really also about physical health to your back because uh, you know so many injuries with the back and the, the legs because of the body being contorted. Uh, this is really freeing up a lot of body uh, ailments because the body's one big unit now, not starting with the legs and not the shoulders. Mm. And so it really has kind of come around. And again, it's not about um, the it, the consistency of impact is everything. I mean, I've asked even single digit handicappers, tell me how you've squared up every single club face to your target. And and people would be like, well, what do you mean? Is it my alignment? I'm like, no, how do you deliver your club face with every club in your bag to your intended target? Literally, people have no idea. And that's kind of important in golf because it's fucking accurate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm perplexed so, already. Uh, this out, I wouldn't have a clue. I wouldn't know how to answer that. But, well, if I said to you, when you, if you're throwing a ball, the moment you let go of it, where's your body? Where's your lower and upper body the second you let go of it? Think of that picture. Where do you think your body is the moment you let go of it? It's not at the target, is it? It's way left. Yeah, it's way left. Your body's, right. That means that your body's still accelerating. Now, golf, unfortunately, people make the ball the finale. Like, okay, there it is, and it's over which is not even close. You have to have the acceleration past impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'll ask a you know, right? Does that change? That, 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 like, I think that's the difference between like stabbing the ball and striking the ball, right? Like you, you, you can get around the golf course like stabbing it, but you're not compressing the golf ball, you're not striking it. And the way you're talking about right. acceleration through impact is actually compressing compressing the ball and coming right the way through. I think we all underestimate how, like, how heavy our heads are as well. It's, it's almost like... You know, when I look at my position at impact, my head's directly down looking at the ball, right? It's almost like I can give myself mini whiplash every time. Because you think how, how, <laughs> yeah. quick, how quickly your, 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 neck, your neck, you know, comes up when you, with your arms. Like, that sure. obviously develops pressure over a period of time. So when you talk right. about, like, you know, like, I guess, avoidance of injury, it, it must be huge. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, uh, uh, people think that they want all of the most amount of club head acceleration at the ball. That's the worst place to have it. You want the fastest amount of club head speed about three or four feet after impact. And a lot of people that doesn't make sense to. Uh, so the only way that you can continuously accelerate is if the body has the ability to do so. And I can tell you this much, leaving your head down, um, it, it not only <laughs> a lot of injury, you have now introduced the small muscles, the hands and the arms to try and control the club face. And what are the chances of hitting down on it? Probably not that good. Uh, I don't, you've seen my grip, right? My normal grip, I have a two finger overlap. I take my right thumb and index on. So I only have the fuck you finger of my right hand on the club at all times. That's so I, I can't, guarantee I can't. you, I don't have, you know, because I had people try it. And they're like, no way I'm losing control. And I said, that's the point. You don't control it with your hands and arms. So it's, it's still kind of a, yes, it's a trust issue. But when I get folks to understand just conceptually what they need to do with their body, then it clicks pretty fast. And then turning the head out is a piece of cake. Yeah, I mean, it looks it with the, the the way you have your students like like hit the ball. It's it, it's nuts the the transition they go they, they go from like looking really awkward, stiff, and you know using all the wrong muscles to almost looking like fluid. I think flu I think fluidity is the best way to describe you know the sw your swing and, and the swing you sort of teach upon people. It just it looks more natural after they've after they've learned that right because it because it is. And, it, and the, yeah, yeah like, the other question I had, Ron, like in, re in relation to that was a lot of people talk about like, yeah, like, uh, you know, I've got really good hands. Like, I've, you know, I've got good hands in golf. Like, are they just completely misunderstanding what that means? Yes, 100 percent, a thousand percent. You know, good hands in golf. What does that mean? Is it controlling the club head? Is it controlling the angles? You know, there are people that can get away with some of that occasionally, but you cannot rely on athletic ability and hand timing in this game. No. You know, the hands and the arms will always twitch. Those are the nervous hands. Oh, there's one right. 
going to snap hook it. OB left, they're going to push it. Um, those are the muscles that twitch all the time. If you eliminate those twitchy bastards, which are the hands and the arms, and rely on the huge muscles, which is the entire body, they're way more repetitive. So it's, it's really that cause and effect and understanding that, A, it's, and by the way, it's how the equipment's designed for us to compress. It's not my instruction. So the golf balls made to be compressed. The golf clubs are designed for you to compress it. So um, to understand how to even correctly hit a golf ball is the beginning. And again, people are trying to like, imagine yourself at setup. We all have that little V right at address. Yeah. I'll ask everybody. So once you start your backswing, when do you expect to see that same look at address? They said, well, at impact. And if you think about it, that's, that would be completely incorrect. So the only time you would see that same V that you had at address should be about three or four feet after impact. Because if you're accelerating the club, that's creating lag and the, and the load angle, if you will. And the release of the hands and the arms is completely involuntary. And by that, I mean, it's a natural response when the body acceleration phase turns into the deceleration phase that it naturally comes off the body and releases. But people are trying to release it at the ball. So, you know, it's, it's such a, a huge difference in concept. And, and and like I said, teaching pros, um, I don't know what it's like anywhere else, but in the States, there's kind of like this theme of, you know, segmenting the, the human body. And I feel like that's why people are just not improving. They just are not getting the proper concept. I'm not saying that, I mean, there's tons of pros that, that are teaching what I teach too, but it's really more about the masses, you know? And if you don't have the right concept and the right idea and you're paying for lessons and you're not getting better, move the fuck down the road and yeah. find somebody that can explain it to you, right? Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, 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 it's being able to detach yourself, I think, from, 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 from the professional world. Because, like, look, I'm not shit on Bryson Shambo. He's obviously achieved a lot in his game and he, he does his thing mm-hmm. and, it, and it works for him. But you've got to understand as like a fucking like 14, 16, 20 handicapper, you can't listen to Bryson DeChambeau and then try and do that exact same thing. Like the, the Matthew, obviously Matthew Wolf swing, nuts, right? I mean, taught, taught, by, <laughs> taught by George Gankis, who's a pretty popular coach. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, it's obviously working great for them. Like he's hitting the ball a mile. You know, he's already won. He's plenty top 10 finishes this season already. But the, the amount of people you see trying to, trying to replicate Matthew Wolf's swing is just it, it, it's nuts. It's like, detach yourself from that. They are incredibly talented people who have hit thousands and thousands of golf balls every single week for the last 15 years. Like, of course they're going to be able to do that well. Like, you're an, you're, you're an, you're like, just understand you're a regular Joe, be humble, I guess, and then and, and build your swing from that knowledge. Not try and implement what you see on, on TV. As fun as it so can be. You just be. said it. Yeah, you just said it. Build your swing. I mean, I, it's funny you said Matt Wolf is uh, about... I don't know, eight, six, eight months ago, I've been teaching this lovely little lady, uh, Japanese lady. She can't be but four foot nine. I hadn't seen her for four <laughs> months. The first swing she makes, she, she started bouncing those. No way. Matt no Wolf. way. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> and and, I, and I, I didn't say anything. And, and I let her take three or four more swings. Matter of fact, I think I even put it on Instagram. Yeah, it's probably still there. And I said, so, Tama, can I ask you a question? What, what, what's going on with the, the knees in the beginning of the swing? She goes, oh, Matt Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> She's like four foot nine and weighs ten pounds, and she's doing this this thing. I'm like, uh, and the thing is, it's crazy how, how how amateurs think. Like I had a guy just a couple weeks ago. I just idolized Fred Couples. I would like to look like him, and this oh, guy weighs six hundred pounds. So like would a couple I. Of Freddy's. How in the <laughs> hell would you want to do that? You know, so you yeah, of course. But but at, <laughs> but I mean, it's like it's crazy. But you know, that's the thing. What sucks is also the commentators on TV will say, "You amateurs at home, look what he's doing, and do that." That is absurd. Oh, my God. I mean, these guys do it every day for time, you know, millions of balls they've hit. And not one touring pro ever wants to copy another touring pro swing. 
So take that page out of the book. You know what I mean? But I, I don't know. I guess the, the, the idea of looking like a pro is one thing, but you're never going to hit it like a pro with their swing. Trying to imitate their swing, if you know what I mean. Yeah, well, right? I'm, 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 absolutely. And I guess the, the the other thing as well that I, that, that I realized was like, um, it's just the like you you said it yourself. You you, you said you, you know you practice your short game the most. That's that's what I've done a lot over the past sort of six to six to twelve months. It's um, it's 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 you know it's it's strange because people prefer to I guess to to tee up on the range, hit the ball as, as far as they can, but. Don't understand that you know you don't hit many greens as an amateur golfer. Like you might hit you might hit yeah, five, where, you might hit five, five you might hit five six seven eight eight of the most greens of regulation in a in a typical round of golf, right? Um, so right. you you may you you play in a lot of your shots in the round of green, the bunkers, tight lies in the rough. And why people don't go and practice that is it's beyond me. The people think they hit every green. You must the, the way people practice. You'd assume that they think that they're going to hit every green that day. <laughs> yeah, not a chance. And that's the thing. It's like you know. It's not even the statistics are out there for tens of years. The short game seventy percent, and and folks will just pound the driver. And let's say that they they hit twelve out of fourteen fairways, three hundred and thirty yards, and shoot ninety. That's a lot of fun, don't you think? <laughs> you know, you know. So so it's like, but people they get so hard on themselves. Like God, I suck. Why can't I score? Well, let's see here. Um, how many hours have you putted to this week and chipped this week? So it, I kind of laugh at it now. I used to be like, you guys are assholes. Now I'm like, well, you get what you put into it. That's it. You know, I'm too old for it now. But <laughs> but people look at me like, oh, no, no, I practice putting today. I said, you mean the 10 minutes before the lesson I saw you out there? That's your practice for the month, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah, they, they, I don't know. They just don't want to admit it. I mean, that that is just a statistic. If you have a kick-ass short game, you can have a shitty swing and shoot par. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. It's, it's, it's nuts. Like like I've spent more time practicing out the bunker this year than I have than I have ever. And it, it feeling the weight of the club head in your bunker shot is is giving me way better feel with with my iron play as well. Because it's all it's all yes, about the weight right. of all about the weight of the club head. I think anyway. That's how I think of it with my feel when I'm hitting the ball out of the bunker and getting that splash. Like you know, I, I kind of try and take that feel in my iron game as well. So like I think people are ignorant to the fact that you know your full swing is just a big chip. You know, right? Yeah. Really, yeah, really. You said something really important, though. You said feel. Now, you you went in the bunker and you worked on the bunker shot. You translated that to the other clubs. But the big word is feel, mm. right? When people are hitting balls, they're not feeling shit. You know, they're just hitting balls, and and you know, if they hit a bad shot, uh, uh you know, they think uh, that's the barometer to their improvement. If you're working on your swing and you're hitting shit shots, it doesn't matter the ball flight. Don't let that be the barometer to what you're trying to learn about your body. But feel, you know, you've got to be able to have that awareness of your own body. You know, like I feel like this is happening in my golf. If you have none of that, it, it just doesn't make any sense to, to spend money hitting balls and, and taking lessons. Because uh, it's, it, yeah. it is you. I should right? I should listen to you sooner because they, because I was so caught up on my on my ball flight because like uh, you obviously you've seen my, my, my back swings like you know traditionally over the top whatever that creates a lot of spin. I get these like I get these high a weak sort of fade ball swings i was getting so fucked off because it takes like i don't know 10 15 yards off your, off your distance mm-hmm. but instead of mm-hmm. like instead of focusing on my on my ball flight and all the stuff that you know you have to be actually good at golf to to, to really care about i was like <laughs> right. i was like no right. I, was like, I was just just get your setup right get get your swing right and the, the ball flight will take care of itself stop trying to like force what happens to the little white thing and start thinking about how you set <laughs> how you're setting up and about your, your movement through the golf ball and that and that'll take care of itself Right. It's not magic. It really isn't. But again, it's getting that word out. You know, uh, it's it's so difficult to, to get through to, to folks that are, you know, let's say somebody's a 10 
And, they, you know, I'll, for me personally, I don't know what any other pro does, mm. but I have a little litmus test. When I take on a new client, the first thing I ask him, would you be willing to hit a sandwich for one month and don't play any golf? And usually it's like, well, I got a weekly game with my guys. And I'm like, see ya. I, I'm not interested. Uh, because they're not willing to, to get better, if you will. So to, go, you're, to go to a 10 to a 5, a 5 to a scratch, it's going to take work. But I, I don't know. People might think it's, it's just going to happen one day. But it's all about what you put into it, you know, not just physically. You know, you got to ha- be in tune with your, with, uh, with your brain and your body. Yeah, that's why I love. That's why I love. Like I, I'm obsessed with par three courses, Ron. Like the the, the course I play, the course I remember at here is it's only a nine hole course. It's not a par three course, but it's not terribly long, and it's it's just done winners for my game because, like I said, it's it's more centered around the around 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 the short game. Um, and there's you know, obviously we speak to you know unique, progressive, interesting people, place and brands all the time. And there's a place I want to sort of labour on with you that I've seen you spend a lot of time at recently, which just looks like the coolest setup ever. Tell me about that that par three course in Malibu. Like, what's that all about? Oh, who, oh, who made so, it? Uh, how is it designed? And, and how on earth do you get the ball around <laughs> that place? It looks solid. It it okay. One of my students, a friend of mine, Greg Alterman, uh, has that house right over in Malibu Beach, and he's a golfer. Uh, and he had these uh, this extra land that you know was kind of dug out of a side of a mountain, and he put the most ridiculously small, small greens that you have to land it within a two foot circle. The longest hole I think is 48 yards. <laughs> there's a par, there's a par four though, that you have to bomb the tee shot 17 yards maximum because it's a dog leg. <laughs> and this course, I kid you not, Mitch, uh, nobody ever will go out there and shoot even par for nine holes. And the longest hole being 48 yards, that is it. And he's invited Mickelson. I mean, uh, I think golf digest has been there. They've, they've had some stuff on, this is the, the greatest little short game place on the planet, and it cannot be parred the first time. I'll, I'll, I'll bet the farm on it. So that little spot there, uh, and he had a great strong long game. Maybe not so good of a short game. Now, his short game, I would put against anybody just from that little spot there. Uh, it, it's, it's so much fun to play it, too, because you have to have high shots that have spin on. You have to have – you got to know where to hit it on the tiny, tiny green. Uh, it's so much fun. As a matter of fact, I'll be posting more of that because it is – there's a couple of challenges coming up, and it's going to be fairly big. I think one of the – maybe not a network, but one of these uh, uh, cable places are going to film it. Uh, he's already put it out to Mickelson to come out and, and give it a shot. And uh, everybody that's been there uh, is just – well, outside, outside of the fun, it's, it's so fun. It's called the Alterman Golf Club. Is it, is <laughs> it open to the public? And if you take a you're out of the club. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it open to the public? Oh, God, no. No, no. It's, it's in his Probably. backyard, but, if, but, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's in his backyard. However – you know, uh, I can get folks out there, but you got to bring a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those places, you know, uh, it's, it's quite the gambling spot and the partying spot. You know, um, the new narrative of golf is, which I love. A little music, a couple of cocktails, oh, and a bunch of money. It just looks it just looks so much, so much fun. And you're dialing your short game at the same time. Like, it just it, it oh, looks – You know, you just you just go out there with your what, – what do you just play with one wedge? One wedge and a putter? 56, 58? Yeah, I – do you take your 56 out I there? I take or? my 60. 60. I just take my 60, you know, because I could turn it into an 80, which you use a lot more than than a 60. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you, you if you get too close to the green, you're not, you're just railroad ties, like sticking in your face. You know? <laughs> so you got to lay up. If you can't get to the green, you don't think you can. You got to lay up about a good 12-yard shot. Then maybe you could chip it on the green. You know, it, it's, it's actually quite creative because, um, you know, people think, oh, I'll just hit it on the green. Good luck with that. Oh, uh, it's, I, I think – the first time I went there, I think I hit 80 balls and not one stayed on the green. Not one. 
Uh, he's laughing his ass off the whole time, too. I'm like, all right, smartest, let me see you do it. He holed the damn first shot out. He made it in the hole. Oh, but then again, way. that's his backyard, though. Okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> it's it's still it's. I mean, it it looks like it still takes enormous amount of skill to get the ball around that place. But just I I love I love drawing people's attention to to I guess places, brands, and people that are doing something really sure. cool for the game. Yeah, it's yeah, it's private. I get it. But look, if if he's able to, I guess um, if we're able to highlight it, then people are going to replicate it, and that's what oh, we of want. Course. That's what we want, and I, oh, absolutely. I, that's what that's what California is so fucking good for. At least my experience of it is the the municipal golf system. You must be thinking like, why is he getting so hyped on that? It's like we we, no. we, don't, we don't have that. We, we don't have that sort of setup in England really, and it's just like a blessing. It, it, well, it's it's unreal. I didn't know that. We, no, no we don't, kidding. I didn't know that. No, we don't really have a municipal. You, you look, you can, you can play golf relatively. You can play really good courses relatively cheap, right? It's it's probably a little bit more accessible to play. You know, a, you know, a championship level course in the UK than it is in America, probably. Like, you know, you, right. you're talking like 300, 350 bucks for like a, a championship level course on you is, is a sort of minimum. In England, like the British Masters are played at a place called um, Close House where Lee Westwood plays. And that's like, that's only like 80 pounds for, for, for a Get round of eight. Here. Yeah, for, for a round of 18. So it's like, it is accessible to play some really good golf. But what you don't have is that, that cool municipal, like, you know, no, um, nine hole golf course wear t-shirt and shorts there's just not much of that sure you've, I guess you've got the culture and the weather for it which is, which is amazing but that, like municipal golf should never be underestimated uh, the guys at Penmar Social Club they're, they're playing down there at um, oh what's that place called in Venice uh, uh, yeah it, uh, it's Penmar isn't it oh so it is Penmar <laughs> It yeah, is, yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it, 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 it is, it is Penmore. Yeah, I've, I've, I've driven past it, never played it, but like it's places like that that I just, I, I look, I, I see people playing, and I'm just like, you, you guys have got it so good. <laughs> oh, and they, and there's a bunch of those little the, the place that I'm at that I teach. Uh, you know, the longest hole is 135. It's nine holes, and it's tough as nails. I mean, literally tough as nails. Uh, and yes, you could be in your flip flops and a tank top, uh, have a whatever a beer and a joint because it's legal out here now. I, <laughs> I don't partake, but anyways. Um, there's so many of the municipal courses around here that are, uh, God, it's like 25 bucks to play. Now, if you play a course like you're describing in the UK, that's like, uh, I don't know, 400, 500 bucks out here. Yeah. If you can get on. If it's actually, you know, that's, if that's you can get on. That's the of LA. That's, 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 that's <laughs> yeah. the, I think that's the cool thing about England. Like right. there's, exactly. there's not many private members clubs. You can play some really good golf by just turning up and playing, which, which is really cool. Obviously. Um, yeah, wow. I, you mentioned there about having wow. a beer and a joint. I, I think I told you last time about I've only mixed weed and golf once, and it, it, it didn't go well. And it was it was on it was on four twenty. It was in LA. <laughs> I was like, I've got to, you know, I've, I've got to. They say you don't know LA until you've smoked <laughs> until you've smoked. What is it? Smoked their weed, drunk their beer, and slept with their women. So I, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully you got all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> two out of three mainly, Ron. Jesus. Just just the two. <laughs> gotcha. um, well, that's the thing. It's fun. It's so much fun. It's I, fun, I yeah. don't happen to smoke joint, but. I'll replace that with some Jack Daniels and Corona. So it's the same. <laughs> Unreal, man. Um, Ron, over the, I, I don't want to keep you too long. Obviously, we've reset. Well, I'm trying to trial out this 45 minutes, but we're going over that. I don't give a shit because I, I just love talking I to you. I, I, I learned so much. <laughs> um, over over the next sort of like over the next sort of six to 12 months, it's going to be obviously tough for you. What's your what, what's your focus on? Like, you know, what's your approach to rehabilitation in terms of injury? Because I think I can help a well, lot of people. Because people, when they get injured, stop playing golf. It often just stops, right? They just, you know, they, they can't right. get the game where it used to be. It just the break the the break the habit of playing golf. Like, what's your approach to sure. to getting better? Well, I'll tell you this much. I know once you know they said it's like between three and six months of full recovery. Mm. I I'm accepting the fact that when I start back up, I'm going to be nowhere near I am even right now. 
And that's okay because uh, that's, I, that's just to be expected. So I'm going to do what I should be doing correctly when I get back into it. I'm going to start, which I can start a lot sooner than, than a full swing. I'm going to start with the short game. I'm going to work my butt off because I putt like shit anyways. As a matter of fact, Mitch, I didn't tell you. My book comes out next week. I'm putting. It's uh, how to psychologically approach your fifth putt. So uh, <laughs> that one is going to – I think that will be a good seller. But at the end of the day – I think it might do well. Short game. <laughs> so I'm definitely going to start with a short game. And at least for me, with, with my method of, uh, of swinging, it's not going to be difficult to get back into the movement of the body uh, more so than it's going to be – slowing down my brain you know what i mean because uh, i know it's gonna be a crappy beginning and that's just the process it's fine i can't expect to come back there and just you know be where i am now uh, it's golf it's life uh, i'm not going to take that too serious of course when i'm, I'm feeling 100 percent, i'm going balls to the wall of course because that's what i love to do but uh, it's i know it's not going to be good in the beginning and that's just fine with me Okay, you know, so it's 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 it's, it's, it's yeah, I, I love that because I think that, that that'll help a lot of people. One, like I've I've played with people, you know, who, who get injuries and then they just they, they don't give up, but like it breaks the habit. It's a shame to see because they got so much from the game. Um, right, it's just right, it's just right. refreshing to hear someone who's obviously uh, been through injuries, been through like falling in out of love with the game over over like I don't know sure. like a forty year period um, to, to to sort of come up with you know how how you're going to approach approach your injury. I think that'll that'll obviously help help a lot of people, man. Well, it's, again, it's, this is about you controlling you and your own body. Uh, when you take time off of a movement, especially golf, because these aren't the muscles that we use in everyday life, if you expect that you can come back right where you started. And listen, uh, I can shoot in the 60s today. If I shoot in the 90s the first month that I'm coming back, I expect that. I mean, if it happens, it does. It, if, I, if I think otherwise, that's going to deter me from working my butt off again and enjoying. And by the way, the journey getting back to it is what I'm looking forward to. I love that. Literally, I mean, I because it, 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 this is this is this is so beyond a score for me. You know, this is just like a, a way of life. It's just it's just an amazing uh, game that that brings out great and sadly some of the bad in folks. But it it it's so far beyond the score for me. And is, is that how you I have so much joy sharing it? And do you think that's how you like? I, I don't mean to get too deep in you, but you're I think you're a man that can like offer a lot of value to people listening. Like, is, is is that almost how you how you sort of view? view life right just falling in love with with the journey not the destination just understand there's going to be lows but they, that's going to make the highs feel even more fulfilling and just just living with a certain amount of passion that sustains your your purpose as opposed to like you know constantly trying to get somewhere you know absolutely i mean i, I learn more from my failures to improve myself uh, at, at golf and at life specifically due to golf um, you know, because I've gone to, through those uh, treks where when I was playing professionally, then I started teaching, then thinking I'd come back and, and shoot the numbers I was shooting. And I used to get pissy, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and then I started realizing that, you know, the, this is always growing. Uh, uh, the, the body's always changing. <laughs> uh, and to, to, to think that I could even get near where I am now when I get back to it is setting myself up for a failure that mentally is going to, you know, piss on the day. And for me, at least getting back into it. I can get better. That's how I think. Oh, wait a second. This is the opportunity to get better than I was before the procedure. And that to me is exciting. And, and that also drives me in life, you know, uh, with friends and with, uh, with, with, with people, just cause it's, it's, you know, why block yourself off to, to learning stuff that's beyond the game. <laughs> and I think a lot of people hold themselves back. Let's say, you know, I had such a great last year and now I suck. And then, you know, why play golf? It's your escape from reality. You're supposed to have fun. And I've seen people actually stop playing because of that mental block, you know, and that's sad because it brought them so much joy for quite a while. And then all of a sudden, 
you know, they expect to, to just get back on the horse and be good. You got to, you got to expect that you, you're going to have to uh, work again, you know, and I'm not afraid to work. Nah, it's just, it's just another opportunity for a challenge and adventure and an opportunity to get better. Right. And it's going to make like, when you do get your game back to where, you know, it can be, it's going to be even more fulfilling to know that you've, I guess you, you, you came back from that. Right. Well, I'm, I'm actually looking forward to when I get back to improving better than I've ever been. You know what I mean? Cause I, I know I'm going to have a lot of time to think about what I need to work on, what I need to think about. How do I approach my, my swing in my game differently now, you know, uh, as I'm getting older, as I'm having injuries, uh, I have to work it around something that doesn't matter to me. So I, uh, my goal was to come back better than I've ever been. Not even, uh, as I am now, even when I was playing professionally, I want to be better now than I was ever in my life when I come back. That's, I, I fucking love that mentality. It's so, so refreshing. It's so refreshing. It's, it's, it's fun. And, and by the way, if I didn't have that approach, I'd be the world's biggest hypocrite because I kick the shit out of every one of my clients when they start getting busy. So, you know, I would hope somebody kicked the shit out of me if they heard me being like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. I, look, I, believe, I believe what I do. And, 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 you know, I should be able to, to have to do the same work that I tell people to do. So, that's fun. Yeah, and at least I, I guess it. I guess now you're gonna like I know you get the enjoyment anyway, but it's it's pretty fun in in, in your job, Ron, where you you're able to see someone's progression in their own game. I I imagine that gives you a lot of fulfillment and enjoyment. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't do it, right? So at least you're still gonna I, have that part, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what, I got a call last week that made my entire year, like the entire year. Uh, Larry David called me up. He was in I, I guess the vineyard, or and he said. Ron, I just parred the last seven holes at, at the vineyards. And I could hear it in his voice that like, he was almost emotional. Selfishly, that made my fucking year. I swear to you, uh, uh, it, it was the greatest thing I, I've heard this whole year. And just for the fact that I, I could hear it in him, that it's like such an accomplishment that, that he was able to do that. You I, know, love, it, I love that. It, it, it's so amazing. You know, just like the, when I get somebody in, the, in my stall, the first time they take a lesson, you know, uh, whether they're apprehensive, the first thing I do is I break the ice. I talk shit. You know, you know. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> you know, talk yeah, a lot of shit. I do. Oh, yeah. Just to break the ice and, and get them laughing and stuff like that. And then I trick them by having them do things that they've never heard. And then when they leave the, the lesson, they got this big shitty grin. My like, bad. Oh, Sorry, man. You, 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 just, you, you just tell me about, uh, you know, when, when, when guys, you know, I forgot what he's saying. When you, when you have your, you have your, your students come. Um, you oh, say, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that, well, when they leave my stall with a shitty grin, Selfishly, that makes my day. Uh, you know, especially guys that have taken a bunch of lessons and they they're stuck. And and for me, it's it's almost too easy to just get them out of their own way. Mm. Uh, you know, and and I love to break the ice in the beginning. Like I said, I like to just you know have some laughs and stuff like that. I'm never malicious, but you know, I'll tell everybody to go fuck themselves. <laughs> Listen to me in a good way. You know, just just because I I got people that are like, oh my god, I'm so nervous to take this lesson. I'm like, why are you nervous? Well, you, you know, because you. I'm like, yeah, I'm the guy that's teaching you off this fucking mat. Who gives a shit? You know, because <laughs> people get people get it. I mean, wh why would you be intimidated to take a golf lesson? And I tell people, guess what? I work for you now. You're paying me, so you could tell me to fuck off. You know, just to make people just chillax, let's have some fun, and let's learn. And so it, it really is a, a kick for me to, to get, whether it be a scratch golfer or a beginner, just to t show them it's just fun if you let it be fun, you know? Yeah, no, I, absolutely, absolutely, man. Look, Ron, I don't want to take up too, too, too much more of your time. I absolutely, I, I honestly, I, I, I love the fact that we've, we've got to know each other over the past sort of year and a half. Um, I've learned a lot personally from, I guess, your your approach to golf, but also how well. you how you approach life, right? You, you you don't take yourself too seriously, but you still take your work seriously, right? You love watching people improve. You you love the journey yourself. So thank you for being you, man. Thank you, thank you again for taking the time to come on. Um, and I'll catch up with you soon again, man. Thank you so much.
Hey, anytime, my brother. Anytime. I had a lot of fun with you, and let's keep working on that goddamn announcement, can we? Yeah, I'll, 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 I'm going to be hounding you with videos all weekend, Rob. <laughs> okay, please do. <laughs> Have a wonderful day, man. You Thank too, you buddy. So Thank me. you, man. Take Thanks, it easy. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. You too.